Hello world, this is the Brother to Brother Show. I'm your host, K-Mo. Thank you for taking this journey with us with real men, real problems, real solutions. Let's go. All right, we're back to the Brother to Brother Show. Thank you so much, listeners, for listening in. And um, today we have uh, another wonderful guest on. Um, we have a coach on and coach is going to talk about um, getting married again. And so I know I talk about relationships a lot and uh, what it looks like for uh, many different people. But um, <clears throat> if you can talk a little bit about your previous uh, relationships um, and then we'll go right back into it and how you got back and how you got back into dating again. So, you know, that's 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 a difficult thing. And uh, we want to know a little bit about what that looks like for you. So, coach, um, yeah, let's let's go right into it. Okay, well, I'm coach. Uh, I'm an environmental engineer. Um, live down here in FLA, and um, my previous marriage uh, it lasted about eleven years. Uh, we dated for about three years before then. But it was like almost, you know, we're at college. We dated while, while both of us in school, undergrad. And, you know, how I think women and men and men have this concept of, you know, graduate high school, graduate college, get married, have two and a half kids, get a house, get a, you know, with two and a, two cars and get a dog and then life in. But a lot of people don't realize that life is beginning. And um, so I got married after grad school. And um, walk, walk us through that. Why did you choose your why did you choose your wife at that time? What was it about her that you said? I know you talked about that's what you wanted at that age. But talk about like, you know, where you were at, a, where you were at that place, why you chose her. And then, you know, the transition from that. I chose her because she was my girlfriend for three years. Um, and it just seemed as though it was the next step. step. Um, not necessarily knowing if it was the right person. And I mean that. Um, now that I can look back and I'm a lot older and wiser, um, you know, you stayed in college and both of you are moving forward in your careers. And you just think, okay, well, this is the next step is to, you know, get married and start a family. But sometimes um, that may not be the person for you. And I'm not saying she wasn't, but it just, for me, it just seemed like it was the next thing to do. If that makes any sense. Right. Being callers. And you, and you say the, right, the next thing to do, where did you get that mindset from? Parents, society, you know.
throughout that partnership. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after that, uh, you took some time off. How was that healing process? Did you have to heal? After the divorce? Yeah, we were married for so long. And then after, I wouldn't date when we were actually going through the divorce. I would not. Um, but after the divorce was final, you know, you, you just date. And it, I took some time and, you know, dated different people just to see, you know, what I wanted. Wasn't serious about anything at the time because I was in no position to give someone, you know, my all at the time. I was still very hurt and very, uh, almost shameful hmm. from, you know, from being divorced. Right. You know, it's like a failure, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I'm just being a hundred percent honest with you. I, I felt a little bit shameful with it. So I would, I would not open up in the very, very beginning. And I probably lost, you know, very nice, young ladies because of it but you know it was okay at the time okay what did you learn during that during the time of dating especially getting back out there and the main thing i learned was you know i wanted a partner i wanted someone who was going to grow with me someone who was going to like i said grow with me and teach me more than what i had already learned learned and I wanted to teach her as well um I think in my previous relationship and let me tell you I'm not pointing one finger because if I point one finger at her three fingers are pointing back at me I'm just giving an example I think she got to the point where she got comfortable Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of our women get comfortable in a relationship and almost forget that you still have to be, you still have to be in a relationship. And it's not just day to day, you know, you go to work, come home, go to work, come home, go to work, come home. No, you still have to, I was, I thought I was doing the best that I could as far as uh, keeping things fresh and keeping things, trying to keep things fresh and new. But it seems like sometimes it was falling on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. Do you think that because you didn't know what you wanted fully, or you all both were at, at weren't at a place where you really knew what you really wanted, that that caused uh, a lot of a lot of problems in your relationship? It could have, yeah. It, it definitely could have. I mean, we were both um, pretty successful as far as our careers, but I think that we may have been growing. Because we were very young, you know, right out of college. We were mm-hmm. still very young. We were growing in two different directions. Right. And and that's okay. Um, I see it now that it's okay. I mean, to the point where, you know, we have we have two two beautiful kids and um, she's a hell of a mother. And, you know, hell, I give her mother of the year outside of my own mom. Mm-hmm. But the relationship as far as her and I, it was best that, uh, because I may have been holding her back. Mm. I mean, she's written books now. She's got her PhD. She's doing major, major things. So, uh, she's written two books. So she's writing her second book now. So, um, you know, I'm very proud of 
you know, the accomplishments that she has made throughout the years. But it wasn't just, it, for us, it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to dive into more so after you you dated for a while and you and I've talked about the getting out and dating for a while, how difficult it was for you and just difficult in general. Um, tell me. You know, even though you said you've had your mother and you have a stepfather there and things like that, what I've normally been able to see is like people who I think I think a village has to be there so that a relationship can manifest to what it is. I don't think that a relationship can just be what it is and you don't have certain things around you. And it's all what I'm really trying to say is support. Right. You got to have support around you regardless. I mean, for you to, go, to get through college, you got to have support. For you to get through a um, marriage, you have to get get over a marriage. You have to have a level of support because we talked about uh, you going to therapy. So that's a, some level of support. Like, what do you feel like was missing from that? Even though you said you had, um, you know, your parents were around. Do you feel like that they gave you the level of support? Did she have support in her corner as well, or what do you feel like besides besides just not being in the right place? What were some of the things that you felt like really did not allow for um, it not to manifest into what it was? Well, if you're asking, did she have support, parent support or girlfriend support? It's kind of a tricky question because I I would have to say no, um, not the right support. I mean, she had a girlfriend, you know, just backing her on everything that she said, you know. You know, no girl, you ain't gotta take that, you gotta do that. But all in all, girlfriend is legal too. Mm. You know? Mm. You know, she had I mean, even even like I say maybe three or four years ago, they were she called me and we had a conversation she was with in a relationship and I guess it had uh dissolved. And she called me and she asked me, she said, Was I that hard? Her question was, Was I that hard to live with? And then once I started giving her the truth she didn't like it, and she started saying things that I did. I said, hey, I didn't ask you what I did. You asked me a question. She did, wasn't ready to hear, and a lot of people aren't ready to hear the truth about themselves. And my mom is a licensed psychologist, so mm. I'm able to accept and hear the negative things, you know, that I need to hear about myself. Okay. And but you know, I asked the question, you know, I was always taught, if you're not prepared to hear the answer. <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask right. right. Please don't ask. So let's go into that piece, right? Let's go to that piece. So what was it about yourself that you felt like you needed to work on to be a better man, husband, um, partner? in your next uh, relationship? Communication. Um, and not, not only just communication, but definitely communication, but I, I gave up a little bit too soon. Um, mm. When I was doing something and it wasn't, I was looking for, I think I was looking for recognition 
you know, for, hey, middle of the week, just a Thursday, I'm sending you cards at work for no reason, and there was no record. I was like, oh, thank you. It, it was just dry. And then in my mind, I, I thought that maybe, maybe, you know, she's already checked out. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But when, as I went to therapy, as I said, I, I did, as I went to therapy, they recognized it's like, no, you're looking for something, for someone else to do something to satisfy my own need. And I shouldn't. I should just do it and leave it alone. And just say, hey, they recognize that they do, they don't, they don't. Right. But that but we talk about that offline a lot. Right. So but that's your personality, too. You also want to feel they may not jump for joy or jump off a cliff for something like that. But you want somebody to stop and at least show you and appreciate those because you go above beyond that. And you want somebody to at least acknowledge it in some way. And we've all been I think we've all been guilty towards that. Um, but what I've heard you say on multiple multiple times, that is that was not the case. And it was like you said earlier, it was more so people get people get comfortable. Get comfortable yes. And, you know, I think that's important because, you know, I, I'm I'm a believer that as well. Um, you know, I always talk about the book um, that my old CEO talked about, which was going beyond Z. And it's a Dr. Seuss book. And, you know, I think most people go to Z, you know, good people, hardworking people go to Z. Right. Because that's the letter of the alphabet that people, you know, push to. Um, but it's beyond Z. Right. And so you like may ask yourself, well, what is Z that's different? Well, I had a buddy of mine, his um, his 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 daughter went off to college and I completely forgot about it. But I. I sent her like a, a cashier's check and put it in a, in a card, gave it to her um, for her graduation. It wasn't a lot of money, but because I knew how much he meant to me and I knew that was a big deal. And she, though she was getting stuff from people that she had really solid relationships with, um, that was great. But maybe about three weeks ago, I got something in the mail and I don't open my mail <laughs> all the time. Uh, I mean, I open it, but you know, I may sit in my mailbox for a while. But I was looking, I was like, who is who is this person who's thanking me on a on a card? And I was just like, I get it. That's beyond Z. Because most people would say, thank you. But I if if you're going beyond, and even though again, that's not my child, that's not my blood, we because that's my boy and we're cool, I love him to death. I'm going to do the right thing. And I almost missed that situation. Right. Um, and I called him on. I was like, man, you know, most people don't do that stuff anymore. He said, she's going to take the money. She got to she don't she going to take the money. She got to go and sit there with everybody that gave her something to do. it. And I said, that's it. That's the beyond Z that most people don't have. And I think you might feel, um, you know, may not feel appreciated. And men can fight and, and women can, too. Right. You're doing too much and you know you 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 have a lot of stuff going on at work you da 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 but it's not about you it's about the other person and because you can stop doing your busy day and you got stuff going on all you really want to do is wake up every day and make sure that person is good and so and so with that talk to me about the new person well we 
we met about a little over a year ago. Right. Uh, well, let me lead up to that, actually. Um, you know, I dated off and on different individuals. Nothing, you know, I spoke about this offline. Nothing necessarily that I saw a future with. But, you know, I moved from one area to another. Um, and dated, just casually dated. And I met a young lady who was everything that I needed, I needed and wanted. And all the values of life that connected with me. And I knew from uh, probably a week, we went out and maybe the next day, we pretty much haven't been apart since then. Okay, let, um, let me let me step in real quick. I'm going. I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna tell all the truth, right? You you. I feel like I feel like you're. I feel like you're a lover. I feel like you love hard. You're 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 a romantic person, and you also sometimes can be. You know, I call you Pippi Le Pew. I think you could be in the clouds sometimes. That's okay for you. But I also feel like you're you you really love hard. And so I would say that every relationship that I've known you to be in, you've carried out and you've been in that relationship. I'm like, yeah, this could be the one too. Honestly. Now, with that said, and me being outside and listening to you, what about her? Was it? What what about her made you say, I don't want to stop, I don't want to even be a, be be with anybody else anymore. I think that she is what I believe to be the future coach. It was everything about her. Um, as they say, she checked every box that there was, if there's such a thing. Um, even to the point, you know, you and I talk about mine, and almost to like an interview, right? You know, you don't bring up these questions back to back. You bring them up here and you bring them up there just to see how, you know, she reacts to this or how they react to that and what they feel about this. So, you know, all those things were, were brought up and kind of put to the test on, on a lot of them. And she answered them and dealt with each and every one of them with grace and with pride. And um, I knew. I knew that you knew, well, you know, you knew from earlier on, but, um, you know, she's the one that I asked to marry me about uh, a month ago. Okay. So what is that like for you now, being in this new space? Um, what is it now when you're being in um, a new part of your life? What, 10 years, 12 years um, out of a, of a, of a, of a, marriage and what maybe almost 20 years from being newly married what does it feel like now being at a space when you know that for the rest of your life and hopefully for the rest of your life um this is the person that you'll be with and uh what would you tell um men out there who are struggling with possibly getting back because i hear a lot of times you know women are saying like yeah after the first one, it's hard to find a man who wants to jump back or even be in a relationship with a man again. Like, what does that? I think a lot of men, I think a lot of men, 
men, um, you know, they have that ill feeling about getting back into it marriage-wise, mainly because of divorce and because of what they lose. I mean, I, I lost, I lost a lot, and I don't need to get into it. But the main thing was my mom said something to me. She said, "You made it once, make it again." And, and I, I still take that to me today. You know, so a lot of men are like, "Man, she got this, she got that, she got all this." You made it then, just make it again. It's just going to take a little bit more time. So I, I respect and I love the institution of marriage. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I love coming home to that one individual. I love being able to uh, go to church with her and you know introduce her to as my wife. That's something that I love personally. I want to be able to grow with her, and not only grow with her, grow our family, grow our lives together. So it's a little bit different for me when I say that uh, you know. I love, like I said, I love the institution of marriage. I think it's something very special and I hold it very high. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm glad you were able to be vulnerable and say that. Um, also, glad you were able to be vulnerable and say, yeah, you lost a lot of stuff. I mean, I hear that all the time. And like, guys don't say it, but that's what they mean. Right? And so I think it's a, it's a, it's a level... Anger or the frustration comes. It comes from them losing. But you have to. You have to have somebody in your corner. You have to have somebody in your corner. Say, okay, son, babe, or dude, one of your bros, to sit there and say, listen, you can make that again. Let her have that, or let them have that, and let that, that start working on, you know, the future. And I look at it as my son's just got it. It just went to my boy, even though, you know, she got it. But I look at it in a different perspective, and it's okay. Because I'm going to feel something even, you know, as JD was saying. You know, you make one hole, make another. Hmm. Yeah, thank you for giving that um, that idea, that thought, that new um, thing that I always try to feel like is our barrier. And we... When I do coaching and talk to uh, other people about like, what is that aha moment? Because I feel like it's just something that's not said. And though men may, because we're, we're brought, I mean, and to, to us, man, we, we, we have to be that way. You know, we have to be tough. We have to be strong as, as black men and men of color, because I mean, when you show weakness, you know, it's a sense of what um, uh, vulnerability. And I know that I don't believe there's anything wrong for us talking. I feel like for, for, for men to even have conversation, that's that's a level of strength that we've never had before, right? Because it's showing a, a sense of, le- of vulnerability and um, everybody has that that issue and problem. But um, us having these conversations, coach, and being able to acknowledge some of those things that we've, do, they, we've done wrong, that you've done wrong, um, not putting in on one person, one thing, but what is the issue at hand? How can we uh, resolve it? How can we be better people? How can we be better men at the end of the day? Um, that's something that I don't see too much of or put it out there in, in the world. And I appreciate you coming on and telling your story to our listeners. And hopefully our listeners will go back and say, hey, listening to this, you know, this this is not something that 
um, you have to battle by yourself. And there is a success. There is a, um, a, a fruit of your labor, uh, especially from my last conversation, the podcast that we had about, you know, you can get through it. And this is what it looks like. So thank you, coach. We are here at the brother, the brother show. Um, we're signing out. Please know we love you, work with us, be with us, and know we're coming from the heart. This is the Brother to Brother Show.